Open your Bible quickly. Today, now to Genesis for Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. And Mark chapter 7, verse 1 to 30. Matthew related passages in Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 down. But we'll be, we'll, our concentration of this teaching, this uh, ministering this morning will be from Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 to 30. But we'll begin in Matthew chapter 5. Mark chapter 7, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 7, verse 1 to 30. But we'll begin in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, to lay the groundwork of what we said in Bible studies on this past Wednesday. Praise the Lord. We spoke on the law of the harvest for Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, the law of the harvest, and one of the things that was trying to get across the understanding of what a law is. Praise the Lord. Let us pray and begin. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. We thank you for your anointing that has upon your word. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you will teach us by your spirit. I pray for your people that have come, O oh God. Bless their lives today. I pray that your word will have free course in our lives. And our situation will never be the same. I pray that you meet every man, every woman, every boy, every girl at the point of the need. Lord, as our faces are different, so are our needs. I thank you, Father God, for ministering unto us in a special way. Bless your people this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We want to uh, say a big congratulations to our to Minister Wiesel. Hallelujah. He graduated with master's degree in what, Minister Wiesel? Management and what? Information. Okay. We want to say congratulations. We got a master's degree holder here too. We get him a lot of master's degree too. We have a lot of doctors, doctor degree holder in this church. Amen. That makes the big money. So better. I mean, harvest DFW is about to explore with the doctors and the people with money. Hallelujah. The money coming people. So that one, I don't even. We don't even have to dream about money again. Because these people will be making the big bucks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I was telling Minister Wiza, I said, where is the where is the master degree? What my own master degree money? That's the first thing I asked for. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want to say congratulations, Minister Wiza. We are blessed to have your persistency you know concerning education and uh, uh, knowledge is good. Hallelujah. Knowledge is power. So I want all of us that we have we continue to encourage you in this church to go after knowledge hallelujah get an education go as high as you can praise the lord read the end of book get the phd then you finish any book now some people can have two three phd like you know a doctor in library he say you don't call him by one doctorate degree I think he had three. You gotta call him doctor, doctor. Doctor. You gotta call all his doctors. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I see a lot of our brethren who are pursuing education in this church. Continue to do it. Amen. 
we want a church that is educated, yes. informed. Yep. A church we want to see more doctors, more lawyers. We want to see lawyers. We want to see uh, engineer, uh, business executive. Hallelujah. Yes. That I can be I can be traveling on a corporate jet yes, to sir. Liberia when yes, I want to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. I don't have to walk from here to Liberia. Oh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Can we stop in Texas on the highway? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We bless God for the goodness, his goodness to us in this church. Hallelujah. Amen. That he is promoting, has promoted and continue to promote his people. Yes. We also want to say a big happy birthday, belated birthday to our administrator. He celebrated a birthday on the 8th. Mm -hmm. Minister uh, big Daddy. Administrator Kukwe. Praise the Lord. Amen. Next Sunday, the 20th is our birthday. That, well, he shouldn't call in that Sunday. He called in on Sunday. Uh, I don't know what we'll do with him. So no calling in for you. Uh, Pastor Gadio God you are on, on camera. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I want to say happy birthday, brother. You a blessing to this church. Hallelujah. Amen. God has made you a blessing to this church. We say thank God for your persistency. And we pray that God will continue to bless the works of your hands Amen. in all that you do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You don't have these kinds of people that much around praise the lord that are faithful and consistent yes, sir. in jesus name yeah. praise the lord Amen. matthew let us read matthew chapter 5 verse 17 do not think that i came to destroy the law or the prophets i did not come to destroy but to fulfill this was jesus speaking he said what well, don't think that I came to destroy the law or the prophet. That means the prophecy, prophetic, the pro, pro, I mean, prophet spoke, spoke a lot of things before Jesus came to the world. And he said, I want to tell you that I did not come to destroy the law or the prophet. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But I came to one. I did not come to destroy. I came to fulfill. I came to fulfill what he said about me. Yep. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I was establishing a, a teaching concerning the law of the harvest. And I was trying to get us to that place where we could understand what a law is. And I said a law is a divinely appointed order or system. A law is a divine one, a pointed order or system. That's what a law is. We have laws in our country. We have laws in our community. We have laws. Praise the Lord. Amen. God himself laid down his law. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. God laid down his order, his divine order and system. He laid it down for mankind. Yeah. So laws are not Laws are not bad. Laws are not bad. Laws are there to guide us. Laws are there to one like a school. Paul described the law as a schoolmaster. Eh? Yeah. As a schoolmaster, the law is there to tell you, like 
someone usually tells you, America is free until you break the law. Yes. Then you know that it's not free. the freedom where you think that you got. You can enjoy, you can roll on the ground as long as you want to roll. You can roll from here to Dallas or wherever you want to go. Nobody will trouble you. Don't break the law. Yes. Yeah? Yes, sir. But when you break the law, mm -hmm. then you begin to see that that freedom that you have to be rolling, they will call, to, they will call you short from that freedom. Yes. So there are laws and laws are there to help. Praise the Lord. I don't care how long it may stay, uh, or this country will last. I don't care how long this country lasts, there will always be laws. Mm -hmm. And God Himself has set up some things then in the world. In the world. When He created the heaven and the earth, He set up an order that cannot be that cannot be broken. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yes, gravity was suspended. Jesus suspended gravity, but gravity was for a period of time, but gravity has not been suspended on the earth. Mm -hmm. So you and myself do have the right to walk upon water. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Eh? Yeah. You say, where well, Jesus walk on water, go and walk on water. <laughs> if you if you go to the bottom of the water, you don't say, Pastor, did he warn me that gravity is still in force? Whatsoever go up or come down. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Jesus suspended gravity. That's why he could walk on the water for that period of time. And even Peter walked on the water. And there are times that God may use an instant to get certain message across. But it is not a one, it is not a law. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a miracle. Miracle is different from what? Law. Miracle can suspend law. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And I gave you an account of Joshua. Uh, Joshua, the, the, the man of God, there was a battle that was going on, and this is why we lost 300, and this is why he had leap year today. The reason why we have leap year today, because Joshua prayed and told God to suspend the sun and the moon for a day. The sun and the moon were suspended for a day. It didn't move move from its place. The moon, the sun stood where it was, the moon stood where it was. Until that day ended, and so we that's why we have a loss of a day. Mm -hmm. Praise yeah. the Lord. Yeah. So you know why we lost a day? That was the reason why. Praise the Lord. That was, it doesn't happen every day. You and myself can pray. God suspend it. God hold the sun, hold the moon for me. And the, and the moon and the sun is here. Oh, no. Praise the Lord. It's not an everyday occurrence. God has placed the sun to rule the day and he has placed the moon to rule the night. It's a law. Praise the Lord. Amen. And God has placed also, since the God in Genesis chapter 8 verse 22, he said, as God said, as long as this world remains, there will be seed time and there will be harvest time. Yes. So you cannot, you cannot do. There will always be seed as long as this world continues to 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 go rotates upon its axis. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us there will be what seed time and harvest. And the seed has life in itself. Mm -hmm. Every seed has life within itself to produce after its kind. Yes, sir. 
Hallelujah. Amen. So if you can take a if you take a corn seed, the corn seed has life in it to produce corn. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So the word remains. It's a law. Mm-hmm. It's a what? It's a law. You can't that law, that divine order continue will continue until this world come to a what? And then praise the Lord. So good Jesus tells us that he did not come to destroy the laws and the prophet, and this is what we'll be getting yeah, uh, ge- ge- gearing towards this afternoon. But I will be sharing this morning, this afternoon, from a simple topic: God's love against tradition. God's love against tradition. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you as we are all aware, few days from now we'll be celebrating what we call Christmas. What is called what? Christmas, the birth of Christ. Hallelujah. And a lot of families have their own tradition. Say tradition. It's not tradition is not the word of God. You understand me? Hallelujah. Because you have a tradition, it is not the word of God. There are people who have tried to make their tradition equivalent to the word of God, or even above the word of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you are you listening to me? Yes, so giving of gifts and presents is, is a good thing. It's a season we we all know we call it a season of giving. Yeah? Then when we finish giving at this time, then during the course of the year, we don't give again. Amen. But every day should be a giving day. Just as every day is a day of thanksgiving, every day should be a what? A day giving day. Every all through the year should be a time of giving. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Amen. So don't be only giving only during Christmas time. Only you only feel so nice to give me a, a gift during Christmas time. Then during the course of the year, you don't want to see me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. You eat everything. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you following me? Yeah. But it's a good time, but one of the things that we forget in the process is my microphone is not working for me. All the blue one. Praise the Lord. One of the things that we forget during this season is we forget the person whose birthday is all about. We forget about Jesus. Praise the Lord. We focus, it is a good thing to focus uh, on friends, family, children, loved ones, but it is not your child birthday. It is not your husband birthday. It is who birthday? Jesus' birthday. birthday. Amen. Amen. If, if you are taking a gift on my birthday and giving it to Brother Eddie, man, Brother Eddie, no, I let Brother Eddie so I will call his name. Hallelujah. If you are taking my gift and give me it to Brother Eddie and say, Brother Eddie, don't, it is my birthday, but you take my gift and give it to Brother Eddie. 
Eddie Denver, Eddie, happy birthday, happy birthday, Eddie. And I will be celebrating, you forget about me. It means that you're not really celebrating my birthday then. You're celebrating Brother Eddie. Amen. So that we will get something, I will just pass him by. So please make sure that you keep the reasons for the season in your mind. Praise the Lord. If you say it is Jesus' birthday and you want to give a gift, give a gift first to Jesus, then you can think about giving it to Brother Eddie. Give me my gift first. Then he won't give Brother Eddie a gift, then he can give Brother Eddie a gift, supplementary gift. Even though they're not his birthday, you can give him a supplementary gift. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because a lot of people don't like to hear that. You're not saying amen because you won't give. And I try to spoil your eating mouth. Praise the Lord. So you say, Pastor, going to the wrong place, so I will not say amen. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you and myself. Let us pursue, let us pursue, let us learn to always honor the Lord as he ought to be honored. Hallelujah. Amen. So, let us get into perspective now of our lesson. Don't never allow your tradition to supersede that of the word of God. God's word must always prevail. We should never allow our one, our tradition to supersede that of the word of God. Amen. All of us have tradition. Things that probably from a tribe we're from a family that has traditions. Amen. But when the word of God, if the word of God, uh, if it comes in conflict with our tradition, if our tradition comes in conflict with the word of God, we must let the word of God always prevail. Amen. Amen. Instead of, but instead, there are a lot of people who have said to themselves, even though my tradition is in conflict with the word of God, I will still hold on to my tradition and it will supersede that of the word of God. Praise the Lord. That is how a lot of people think. And so in Mark chapter 7, beginning at verse 1 to 30, we see Jesus speaking concerning the tradition of men clashing with that of the one with that of the word of God. Praise the Lord. The word of God tells us one day some Pharisees, a teacher of religious law, arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of watching before eating. Praise the Lord. That was a, a tradition that was placed down. That tradition of washing your hand before eating is doesn't make you holy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It only try to well it's is it for a health benefit. Eh? Yeah. But it doesn't make you and myself holy. I don't care how much we can wash our hands, our body, it doesn't make nobody holy. It will not make you holy. You can wash yourself holy with water 
and put lasso in it and scrape yourself, <laughs> it will not make you holy. Yeah. Amen. 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 And so these people all the, 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 the Pharisees saw Jesus' disciples eating with all washing their hands. These guys were on the go. Yeah? Because Jesus, when Jesus got ready to leave, you have to leave. Jesus was not waiting for you to finish eating your meal before he go. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when Jesus was on the go, and they were hungry, they had to eat their meal. And sometimes you bless that meal and you eat it, whether your hand wash or not, when it goes in your stomach, it, 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 there will be one purification taking place. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. So these disciples were eating corn. Simple things as corn. Many of you and myself are eating corn before. Praise the Lord. We're all washing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have visited Indian roasted corn several times. We're all washing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these guys were eating the corn, and the Pharisees began to charge his disciples for breaking a tradition, a tradition of men. And so Jesus began to answer them concerning, Jesus decided to answer them concerning the question that they posed to him concerning the disciple breaking a tradition. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I know many of us, many of us as children of God, Many of us as children of God have the same problem. There are a lot of traditions that they broke. There are a lot of traditions that they had. What you call the ceremonious law. These things were ceremonious. But they took it more than the word of God. They elevated those ceremonious law. They elevated those simple, simple things then more than the word of God. Instead of obeying the word of God, instead of putting the word of God above, they made the word of God of no effect. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Here was another tradition. Jesus gave this this illustration. He said, a stone only your father is a law. It is in the law. Moses' Ten Commandments tells us to honor your father and your mother that you may live long upon the land which the Lord thy God gave thee. But Jesus said, you people say, well, if a child does not honor his father and mother, well, that he business. That's what you if you read the account, it says a Cuban. That means it is his business. He can do what he wants to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, You play down with what? You play down the law, but you elevate this other area of life. Praise the Lord. You don't take this serious that to tell the child, that child, look, children. The word of God tells us that you must honor your father. You want to live long? 
You want good things to follow you in life? Learn to honor your father and your mother. Praise the Lord. It is the only commandment with a promise. All the other commandments don't have promises attached to it. It is the only commandment that God gave with a promise. It tells you that God, there is something when you something good about honoring your father and your mother. There is blessings that follow. Your parents can bless you. And when your parent blesses you, that blessings rest upon your life. Amen. Amen. Don't overlook the blessings of your parents. Oh, uh, okay. Hallelujah. Don't downplay the blessings of your parents. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Jacob did all he could to trade his brother Jacob to get the blessing of his father. So it tells you how serious the parents, the parental blessing is. Even though his mother was not asking because she knew, she knew, Rebecca knew the importance of parental blessings, transfer of parental blessings. So the child that she favored, the child that she liked, loved the most, she decided to want to push him for the blessing. And she favored Jacob more than who? The ease of her older son. You understand me? Yeah. And as a result of that, she brought conflict in the family. Amen. Even though, even though Esau had done a spiritual thing that affected his blessing, everything he did, I mean, was a spiritual when he decided that his brother was one. His brother must give him, he was giving, selling his brother to the brother. He didn't know that it was going to affect him spiritually. He didn't know that the day was going to come eh, that he would need. He said, What about it, brother? He despised it. And as a result of him despising his brother, his brother took it. And his brother in life, but yes, Esau was blessed. But not as his brother. Because God has blessed him. The Father has blessed him. And that's why his father said, Look, once I finish speaking it, you cannot reverse what a parent, when a parent is releasing the blessing, once they bless that child, they fall on him. Finish. Praise the Lord. Only the father and your mother. And so, these are the traditions. This is. Only the father and mother is not a tradition. Praise the Lord. It is the word of God. And so the word of God must be obeyed above every one. Every tradition, the world must take preeminence. The world must take its rightful place. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus responds. To the Pharisees' question in three ways, we see Jesus responding in this Mark verses 6 to 7. Jesus gave the first response to the Pharisees concerning their question, concerning the question why his disciples were eating with unwashed hands. Praise the Lord. So let's go to verses 6, verses 6 and 7 of Mark. You can read the entire passage in context, but we have a lot of it short term. And Jesus replied, he said, you hypocrites. You what? 
Jesus used a strong word, hypocrite. So sometimes when someone calls you hypocrite, don't get mad. <laughs> yeah, don't get mad. Jesus himself told the Pharisees they were hypocrite. He didn't hide it from them. It is now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If someone's a hypocrite, you call it a hypocrite. Don't be politically, don't be well culturally correct. So Jesus said, you hypocrite. That means you have two standards of judging one thing, two ways of judging one thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. He said, you hypocrite. Isaiah was right. Remember Isaiah prophesied. He said, Isaiah was right when he said, when he prophesied about you. For he, for he wrote these. People honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He said, no wonder. When Isaiah wrote, I want to tell you, Isaiah told me about you, spoke about you a long time ago, that you people honor me with your heart, with your lips, but your hearts are far. Praise the Lord. And there are lots of, so the first thing we see Jesus speaking about in this part, I mean, in, 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 to, to, the, to the Pharisees, he's trying to deal with them concerning the condition of the house. Praise the Lord. The condition of the house. And it is not what goes, and so he tried to, it is not what really goes into a person that defies them. Praise the Lord. You can eat all the food. You can eat all the food. It will never cause you to be unholy. Amen. But what comes, Jesus said, what comes out of you is what is important. What comes out of a man? He said, as I read, I need people honor me with their lips. They come, they sing good songs to him. Remember in Amos chapter 5, if you read Amos chapter 5, God himself said, no. I, I want someone to just stand up and stop, to stop singing, yeah? stop singing to me. In America, he said the same thing. Look, you bring these sacrifices to me and all these things, but your heart is not in it. Amen. All that you are doing, your heart is not in it. It is lip worship. And lip worship is a dangerous thing. You come to God, praise the Lord. And there are people that come to church every Sunday after Sunday. It's just a late worship. It's just a late honor. Yeah, I'm honoring God by coming to church. But the heart is not in it. They come to please men. Well, my friend, people will think that I don't like God. Amen. So I go to church to impress. I go to church because I want to impress someone. I want to impress myself. Then you can impress yourself too. Where I do well now, I'm going to church nowadays. Amen. You know, I mean, if you if you are worshiping God because trying to impress God by you going to church and making a mistake, it must be a it must start from the heart. It must be a what a heart thing. God wants our heart. Not our external opinion. God wants our heart. 
In Hebrews chapter 5, 21 to 27, we see he was talking about the same thing. Jesus said, external forms, external forms are, are, are not the main issue. The question is, where is your spirit? There are people who may be sitting down in this church right now, their heart is not here. They may be hearing me preaching, but the heart is way on the other side of town. Or some of them, their heart is in Africa. Pastor, let me go. Let me go. I got to get on that phone to Africa. You waste the time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you see, God in our emails, he said, I hate God. I hate all your show and pretense. I hate it. The hypocrisy of your religious festival and so on and so forth. I hate those things then. I don't want to be involved. God is not involved in these kinds of things. He said, when I accept your burnt offering and, and giving offering, I will not even notice all your choice peace offering. This was God speaking. Away with your noises, hymn of praise. I will not listen to the music of your heart. I need this thing. Praise the Lord. He said, instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice and endless river of righteous living. Was it was it to me you were bringing sacrifice and offering during the 40 years in the wilderness, Israel? Was it from no, you saw your pagan god, Sycon, your king god, your star god, the image you made for yourself. And verse 27. So I will send you into exile to the land east of Damascus, says the Lord, who name is the God of heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So God tells us, look, I, I, I'm done with pretense. I don't want pretending. Huh? Mm -hmm. God doesn't want pretending. As we come to the end of this year, now we shouldn't be counting years to be able to make us to rededicate ourselves to God. We should be taking an examination of ourselves regularly. This is what Paul says, well, examine yourself to see where you're in your faith. All the time we need to be taking self-examination of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Is my worship being accepted unto God? Praise the Lord. All this thing that I'm doing, is it acceptable unto God? Is God ready in it? Or am I doing it for the show of men? Or to please myself? Am I pretending to be something that I'm not? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so God wants our heart. God wants us to get our heart right. Where is your heart? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so that is what Jesus was dealing with in these verses in verse 6 and 7 when he said to the Pharisees and these leaders he said to them this I want to see your heart. What is going on on the inside of you. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 That is what is important. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. In verses 7 to 13, we see God, I mean, Jesus tells them about obedience. He said, why do you obey? Firstly, where is your heart? The next thing Jesus focuses on is, what do you obey? Their the worship is a friend, for they teach men many ideas and command from God. Men's ideas as command from God. For you in know God's law and substitute, and substitute your tradition. Nine. Then he said, you skillfully step, step God's law in order to hold on to your tradition. So we see Jesus in these passages talking about what do you obey? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you know the disciples have been accused already of disobeying their tradition. That was what they were being accused of. That they had disobeyed the tradition of the elders. So Jesus said the obedient, that obedience has a merit. It is not if it is not from the heart. Jesus says that obedience has no merit if, if it is not from the heart. Praise the Lord. Amen. Obedience has no merit. It means that look, your obedience, if it is not from the heart, it is just a matter of mouth talk and it is not from the heart, it has no merit. And so Jesus deals with them. He said, look, you say all these things, but you are entrenched in your own traditions. Amen. Amen. This thing about tradition, in there are some Christians who, like what I says, there are a lot of Christians that hold traditions stronger than what they should be holding the word of God. And you should never allow your tradition as a child of God. I don't care how good your tradition may be. If it comes in conflict with God's word, you must throw that tradition out of the door and let the word of God supersede our tradition. Amen. Amen. And when you do that, God sees and God will bless you for being one who is obedient. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last part from verses 14 to 23 in this passage of scripture, Mark chapter 7, verse, we see that Jesus began to speak, Mark chapter 7, verses 14 to 23. He said, Then Jesus called to call to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listening, he said, and try to understand. It is not what goes into your body that defies you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Praise the Lord. So Jesus gave to them and he talked, I mean, began to speak about, is your heart prepared to approach God? Praise the Lord. The, the, what Jesus in this last portion of scripture was asking these Pharisees, is your heart ready to approach God? 
when you come, when you come as a child of God, when you get ready to approach God, are you really, really, ready to approach God? Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you must, like what I said, Paul said you must do an examination, do an examination. When you examine your heart, what do you see in it? Praise the Lord. Do you see anger? Do you see hatred? What is in there? What do you see in that comes from your heart? Do you see anger? Do you see greed? Do you see envy? Do you see pride? Do you see loss? What are the things that you need to make ready before you approach God? Amen. Because there are lots of things that we have within. When we get ready to approach God, hallelujah, when we ready to approach God, do we go before God? Yes, the Bible says, come just as you are. Praise the Lord. But the word of God tells us, it doesn't mean, when the word of God tells us, come just as you are, it doesn't mean that you don't make preparation to come in the presence of God. Amen. There was a time God decided to come when God, after Moses came, he, I mean, got angry with the people and he broke the Ten Commandments and he had to go back. This time God decided that he was going to write, Moses was going to write that commandment himself. For breaking, that ten, for breaking the Ten Commandments that he gave him. We know when Moses came and saw the people in idolatry. And God decided that he must come down after Moses came back. God decided to come down from heaven. Amen. And there was guidelines that were given. Even though everyone was to assemble, but there was guidelines. On the mountain, there was a fence. God told him to even to make a fence. That no one cross that line. Because if you cross that line, you will die. Mm -hmm. There was instruction that was given for that preparation of God's coming down. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. There was instruction. So, what am I saying? Even though God, the, the word of God, I mean, we say, come just as you are. But you have to, you as a child of God, that coming just as you are, it means that naturally the way you look, the way you dress, nobody should dress, I mean, judge you based on your appearance. But when it comes with your heart issue, you can't just come just as you are. You have to make preparations as a child of God. You got to, you have to repent. No one can get to heaven if they don't repent. So yes, heaven is there free. You ever want to go to heaven, but if you do not repent of your sin, no matter how heaven is available for everyone to go there, if you do not repent, you will not enter. Praise the Lord. So preparation has to be made. The preparation that we have to make to approach God, we need to examine our heart. Our heart is one of the greatest problems that we have is our heart as children of God. Oh, yeah. We do 
our heart is not ready, our heart is not prepared for the move of God. And I'm telling you, if you make a day or you make ready your heart, God can move, miracle can take place, all happens when the heart decides. When you decide that God, I'm ready to serve you. God, I'm ready to live for you. God, I'm ready to follow you. You can see every day. Uh-huh. But when you just pretend me, when you just play acting, when you just play acting or pretending, you know that nothing will happen for you. Nothing is not ha- I mean, it's not happening for you. It's not that you don't know. Amen. Amen. Many of us say, tells you, many of us, you say to people, I don't know what's going on with my life. It's not true. Mm. That's right. It's not true. The truth, you know exactly what is going on with your life, but you try to create another front of people that you don't know what is happening to your life. But if, if, I mean, if you are true to yourself, you know exactly what is happening to your life. Amen. 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 I remember the story of Elijah, the sons of the prophet, decided that they will go and cut down trees to build a new sanctuary there. The place where they were meeting was small. And so they decided they went and they borrowed an axe. And while they were, and while they were cutting the trees that was near the water, the tree, the, the axe here, you know those axe, uh, probably you never dealt there in, in Liberia alone when you got the axe, you've been splitting wood, so that if the axe yeah, is, not, something is not strong, the axe here will jump up. Yeah. Yeah. And that axe here jumped up and fell in the well. And so when, they, when Elijah came, they, said, they told Elijah, oh my father, the axe that we are using was borrowed. What we going to do? And so Elijah asked him a question. Where did it fall? Where did the axe hit? Where did it fall? And so they pointed exactly to where the axe hit went in the world. And Elijah, when they took a stick and the axe hit swung, came from under the water to them. Because they knew where it fell. I hope you understand me. What am I saying? We all we know where we have fallen. We know what is wrong with us. We know what is giving us harder. We know what we are doing that is causing our life not to progress. We know. But many times we pretend like we don't know. Praise the Lord. We play a hypocritical game. And this is why Jesus said, you hypocrites, you know exactly what is going on. You know what is right. You know what you should be doing. But you chose not to do what you ought to be doing. Amen. That is being hypocritical. Praise the Lord. So I want to say to us this afternoon, we know where our eyes are falling. We know where our axes are falling. And if you know where your axes are falling, why your love for God is not as it used to be, you know. You know why you're not serving God as you used to serve God. You know. Praise the Lord. 
you are the individual you know. Amen. Stop pretending. Just say, Lord, I'm living in this senior, I'm not confessing, I'm not letting go. So that why you see me, I'm not progressing the way I'm progressing. Amen. But you can't say, I know what wrong with you. You know what wrong with you. Amen. So, when you are honest with yourself, honesty goes a long way. And God knows that you know. Who said God don't know? But God knows that you know what is wrong with you. Because He may have revealed it to you. He may have what? The days as such, you know, God, know my heart today. Try me, know my thoughts. You know my down city. If you don't know, ask the Holy Spirit. If you say you don't know, ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, show me where my eyes are filled. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because our preparation, our work with God is important. Our work with God is what? Important. And so we need to make one. We need to not allow tradition. Because many times we go into tradition like... One of the things that I see that is uh, going to, like those of you from Liberia, one of the things that I see, eh? I'm not saying paying Liberian people, even the pastors, then they are going back into a tradition to do a whole lot of things in the churches. Tradition. Instead of them sticking to the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's saying because paying of, for example, paying of diary and all these things, I'm not saying it's a wrong thing. It's, a, it's something that was our tradition, even with the Jews, they are paying a diary. But you have people today, you have people in the church today, they, yes, the word of God tells me that I must do giving people strong drink, and the diary requires me giving drink for people to get drunk. And you, as a child of God, you let that tradition to call, I mean, to, to, to supersede that of your one of the word of God. And I see that happening. I see pastors there carrying liquor and all these things there for to pay diary and all way. And I see that God. I will tell you if that man has not worked there, your daughter can stay. I will tell you, I said, let your daughter stay. Pa, let your daughter stay. Ma, as a child of God, I will not buy it for you. If other people will buy it, you will buy it for me. As a child of God, I am not doing it. You got to stand for something as a child of God. You got to stand for the world. And that is the, that is the, what? That is the society as a child of God. You are no longer your own. You have transitioned from what? From being in the what? The tradition. You have now transitioned to the things of God. Amen. The word of God is your standard. The word of God is your director. The word of God is your direction. Praise the Lord. I'm just giving that as an example, but there are a lot of things that we hold as tradition over the word of God. 
a lot of Christians do because they don't want to be to look bad, they don't want to look cool, they decide, well, I will just go in the tradition. Instead of me holding to the word of God, they go with the tradition. And Jesus said, I did not come, the law must remain. But a lot of you guys here, and Jesus is our one. He is our first step. Jesus is the one that we should be following. If Jesus could come against tradition, how much more about you and myself? Praise the Lord. We have to stand up against tradition. Because the tradition of man will make the word of God of none effect. The tradition of God makes God's word of none effect. So people don't take the word of God serious anymore. Because they hold on to tradition. And so God wants us as a church. We need to look at our heart. Where is our heart? Where our heart condition is the first thing that we need to be examining. We must examine our heart. As we go into the new year and as we go closer to the return of Jesus, to the return of Christ, if you call yourself a child of God, you will be examining yourself on a regular basis. That look, I want to be in faith when Jesus returns. Praise the Lord. I want to be in faith. I should not be asleep when Jesus returns. Spiritually sleeping. Because it doesn't mean the word sleep doesn't mean physically sleeping. Because even if you, as a child of God, you physically sleeping when Jesus comes, or the trumpets and sound, the rapture takes place, you go in. If you physically sleeping. But if you are spiritually sleeping, your voice will not hear the trumpet. Because the voice of the spirit, your spirit, your, your body goes to sleep. In naturally, but your spirit man still is alive. Even as you are sleeping, your spirit man is still alive. Your spirit man is still communicating. Your spirit man is still walking. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope you understand me. So when the voice of the trumpet sounds, it is not your if you are sleeping spiritually, it means that you are not taking care of those things that needed to be taken care of. Praise the Lord. The things that you need that needed to be taken care of. You are not taking care of it. You are going to sleep. And you will not hear the voice of Jesus. Or you will not hear the trumpet when it sounds. Praise the Lord. Amen. And those are the people that will go through the tribulation. And for people, those who will go through the tribulation for them to get out. Not to say somebody will not get out. Some will get out, but it will be a tough time. It will be a tough time. People that will be left behind. That's why he had a left behind story. It will be a tough time on earth. Because there will be lawlessness on the face of the earth. Such as you have not seen in your life. The Bible says men will pray for death. You will pray to die and death will not come. People will run to the water and go to say I'm going to drown myself. You go to get drowned. The water will say, I, I'm not drowning you. That's why the water is speaking and say, I'm not going to drown you. You got to leave. That's how terrible that time would be. And none of us, you don't want to live through that time. You need to get ready. Praise the Lord. Amen. You need to get ready. You need to keep your heart right. 
keep your love for Jesus, your eternal hope, and continue to be faithful to Jesus. So when the trumpet sound, so that you recall up with him. May God help us that we not allow traditions to destroy our belief, our faith in the word of God. The word of God abides forever. What the word says, I don't care how uncomfortable it will make us. Because you know the word of God can make us uncomfortable. Hallelujah. It makes us what? And that's what the word of God is there for. For you to, to push us to repentance. To push you and myself to repent. If the word of God look at you and say, you don't be sin. Except if I choose say, your word of God, I accept. What you say is true, I don't sin. Don't try to be around the bush. Don't try to dodge and say, well, what of God, I'm not living in or what of God, but try to change the name of the thing. You know what we try to do, we tell the word of God, change the name of it. Don't call it sin, call it mistake. <laughs> eh? What of God call it what? Mistake. That's a, that's a living good. But you call it making sin, that sin word, that old, that old school. Sin has not turned, I mean, sin will never be old school. As long as this world remains, it will. So that the old school thing there, like, oh, these people there, the old school people there. It's not old school. Sin is sin. It will never be old school. It will remain sin. Amen. And so let us not change worrying to make ourselves be comfortable, but instead, we must accept what God's word says. And if God's word is saying this, we need to obey the word more than our tradition. Amen. More than what anybody is accepted. Not because majority of the people accept it. We are everybody doing it. Everybody doing it around me. So it's a tradition. Pastor, it is not wrong for me to do it. You see everybody else doing it. Yes, everybody may be doing it, but if it is not the word of God, do not settle for it. The thing that you must settle for as a child of God is what the word of God means. If the word of God say live holy, do your best to live holy. If the word of God says walk before me, walk before me, don't go walk behind him. Praise the Lord. And then you are doing what God requires of you. And this is what in these last days, that is what people don't want to hear. Praise the Lord. What people would love to hear in these last days, that you must what? You must always compliment them. Eh? People want to be complimented. Hear what they want to hear. Those are the people that they love. The pastors that they, that people love are people, people who will tell them things that will make them feel good. Eh? They don't want to hear the uncomfortable the it's not uncomfortable, but it's just the truth. They don't want to hear what is sin. They don't want to hear those words anymore. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell you, say, well, you continue living in sin. God blessing will be upon your life. God blessing will not be upon your life if you continue to live in sin. Tell the person like that. Amen. God can bless it. God will bless a life that is free from sin. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not because you are you got money or you educated and you get your money to buy what you want. It doesn't mean that's blessing. 
Amen. You went to school, where you work, you get paid. So you can buy something. You can buy a car. It doesn't mean that you are being blessed. That's not what it's really. That's not what it's called blessing because someone living in a in, in a mansion so they are blessed. People can be living in a mansion and not blessed. People can be riding the best car, the most expensive car, they are not blessed. That does not indicate blessing of God. Amen. 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 And so we need to separate what is blessing, what is blessing, what what God the word of God called blessing. And what we define as blessing. What men define as blessing. Praise the Lord. And once we can define those two things, it will help us to keep our perspective right. It will help us not to see others as what? As more holy than us. Well, because this person riding in this car or living in this house, so they are more blessed than us or they are more holy than us. Because this person walks their home five times a day, they are more holy than us, or they, and we are less holy. Those things does not indicate holiness nor blessing. Praise the Lord. And so once we understand that it is not the natural, God knows what God is examining, He examines the heart. Where is your heart? Is your heart after God? Is your heart crying out for God? Is your love for God increasing? If your love for God increasing, your passion for others, for souls, will increase. Amen. Your love for lost souls will increase. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you will not want to see anyone going to hell. Your love for lost souls will increase. And so I want to encourage you and myself, as we go through this period of time, let us keep focus. Let us keep focus. Let that tradition cause us to want to lose our focus and just do anything we want to do and think that well this time of the year is the time for enjoyment so I can do anything I, I can live in sin as this time of the year that's the most time that people live in sin people do a lot of things during festive time and so you need to be faithful to your calling as a child of God may God help us and may God strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this afternoon as we come to a close. Do let no tradition supersede that of the word of God.